What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's, What's up? up? So, it's a new rule here on Jobbing Out. It can only be two of us at a time. No, I'm, my new nickname is The Constant. <laughs> you're the, yeah, now you're The Constant. It was me for a little while there. I feel like there was a stretch where everybody was going out. I was The Constant, but no. Yeah, yeah. just the two of us. Glenn is, I don't know, doing something. Very busy. He's He's a secret, I don't know. He's doing something. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's just me and Brandon today. And, uh, I've got a lot to talk about because I haven't gotten to talk for two weeks. I'm sure Brandon has a lot to talk about because he probably watched SmackDown over and over again from Friday and has <laughs> a lot to say about that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, uh, since I got screamed at last week over and over again and I could, talk without being screamed at that'll be great <laughs> oh I, I actually missed last week's episode not really I'm just, I'm just assuming no one's gonna listen and see if that's true but um <laughs> <laughs> look if you told me that glenn yelled at you for two hours i could absolutely buy that that's exactly what happened last week and makes sense um, no um i mean i think um i think what happened, what was, what was a little bit weird about last week is you have what happened at Money in the Bank, right? Um, this, you know, momentous loss for Roman Reigns, this big, huge moment for Jey Uso, the, the potential for what could be, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think we texted about this a little bit, like over the July 4th weekend. It's like that all happens. And then you have Raw, which was a good show, right? It it really it wasn't a bad show. It was a good Raw, mm-hmm. but they're not on it, right? And and so then when we come on here to do a podcast on Wednesday or whatever, the last thing we saw was Raw, not the Bloodline stuff. And so it made it a little bit weird for me to talk about it because what was what, what I was focused on was how underwhelming. It, and it's unfortunate because Glenn, this is the thing Glenn kind of yelled at me for. Cause I was like, what they're doing on Raw in the main event is actually very interesting. But the problem is that the other thing is so much better that it kind of doesn't excite me. Like, if you, t- if you take what they're doing with Seth and Damian Priest and Finn Balor and like, that is all, all well done, right? Like, sure. but, but they have a, made the title feel so much lesser than mm-hmm. and done so much good work with Jay Uso that like, I didn't, I'm just like, where's, where's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, look, it's, it's what, look, there, there's a lot of discussion about SmackDown over the past week. We're recording this on Wednesday, by the way. Uh, so we probably won't be talking any dynamite or anything. So just, just a heads up on that. But, it's that WWE and, and yes, WWE as a whole is hot is hot right now. Cody is hot right now. But really, when you're saying that WWE is hitting another gear, you're saying the bloodline is hitting another gear. And that's why literally is it was it literally more than half the show or at least half the show on SmackDown? Full, well, if you can't, well, if no, I'm you talking both on the part at the end. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Both segments. I think the first segment was about 40 minutes. I think it was a um, little more. Yeah, it was about 40 ish, minutes in the commercial and then a break. And yeah, then you yeah, add four, what? Eight 10 to 15 the on the end? Yeah, 10 on the end. So, yeah, Something close like to that, half, so. <laughs> half the show. Yeah, half the show is it, which 
we you know there's been a lot of discussion about that and we can discuss and I, I we i think we should at least briefly touch on it whether that was appropriate or not but my i do want to stick to the point here which is that the bloodline is so important right now to wwe that it is going to cast a shadow on literally everything else whether or not it's on that show um raw does feel a little lesser than right now again doesn't mean it's not good it's just lesser than because yeah. smackdown is the a show right now and there's no question about it that it's the a show right now so and, and what's wild, though, is like I feel like there are weeks where you could say that um, that that raw didn't matter or wasn't good or was punting or whatever. And it's not right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just that the other thing I mean, we could even say um, we know that there are things even on Smackdown that are good and and that are. You know, if you believe some of the reporting, like there's some bullets in the gun there that they're afraid to fire because they think they're going to get overshadowed by this right now. Oh, yeah. You're talking. Yeah. I'm, well, look, the fact that L.A. Knight was not on SmackDown is another thing we can talk about. And, but it's, again, not, and it's not because they don't want to put him on the show because the reports are the complete opposite of that. R- well, look, you can just tell by their social media how like. Yeah. They're they're figuring out a way to do it. So this is the at, this is at, this is the thing at, I got yelled this, at for. Yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry. But at the same time, ugh, God, we're going in so many different directions right now. Yeah. L.A. Knight should have been on that show. We'll period. sort it out. We'll sort <laughs> that out. But I, yeah. I I'm only saying to say that, you know well yeah we'll save that. Um yes you're not wrong and you know the numbers they got on that segment online would would prove you right right like. I think that the streaming numbers were like as strong as the bloodline right. video. Right. That's insane because you've got one thing that's the complete cornerstone of the program. And you've got another thing that was for all intents and purposes, a throwaway segment for the crowd that they just recorded. Right. right? It, yeah. They, they made sure the crowd was happy by doing a dark match or a dark segment. Right. And was that, was that before or after the show? I think before. I don't know for sure. We could probably text AJ and find I'm very, out. <laughs> well, I'm very, I'm very curious about that because I wonder if they did that to keep people from chanting for him during the show. I mean, I don't think you ever. I listen. It was before. I think, okay, I was gonna say that, that. I wonder if there was some thought to that. I don't think there's anyone that really thought they'd chant that through the bloodline part, but like, but the rest of the show through sure. anything else, yeah. No, and and you might actually definitely be right. You know, you get and there you go. Yeah, and 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 because then you know they got him out there. They clearly put him in a position where, and this is the part that I guess we'll go ahead and talk about it very briefly because there's not a ton to say about it. But yeah. um, I I think so. What I said to Glenn last week and that he pushed back on is that I think. You know, there's a lot of people, I don't know how much online, uh, wrestling Twitter stuff you looked at while you were away. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of like, they blew the moment. They should have pulled the mm-hmm. trigger. There was a lot of that. I don't agree with any of that, first of all. Um, and there's a million reasons why. I mean, I think one of the reasons why is, you know, <laughs> how many people have they screwed up that they've given that to like, like that? Giving them giving someone the briefcase isn't necessarily a good thing sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, well, you, look, it's sometimes I, I, you I can th- do more with someone without giving it to them. 
Um, look how much better look, Austin Theory was after they got him that briefcase off of him, you know? The only person they really pushed as even a guy, not necessarily the guy, but a guy because of because specifically because of the briefcase was Seth Rollins. You yes. can make the case for Edge, but don't forget Edge's initial run. But Edge was run way was, before that. I'm like, if we want to talk in recent, yeah, like, no, recent well, yeah, memory. definitely, definitely recent. But uh, by the way, I'm even going to push back on the fact that the briefcase made Edge because the briefcase helped make Edge the heel. But like his title run was three weeks long when he cashed in. He wasn't really the Edge that we think about until a few years later after that when he, yeah, you well, know, didn't threw, he do it twice? Well, he did it twice. Because he, because Kennedy won it the next year, and then I mean, he, he, I mean, he, literally, he literally got a nickname from it, though. Like that's right. when they started exactly. calling the ultimate but, but opportunity. Mike was like Edge became Edge in like '08. It was like the briefcase. It was uh, both briefcases. Then it was rated RKO. Then it was you know kind of he became that face of SmackDown. So Edge gave, but as far as the briefcase turning somebody into a guy, it's Seth Rollins, and that's pretty much the list. So, and uh, by I the would way, ca- I would count Edge just because he did get sure. the world title and he, if, if, he, if you he wanna, never, he never stepped out of the main event after that. Yeah. If you want to include Edge, I, I won't really push back. Yeah. I feel like that but, made him a main eventer. Okay. But now you're talking about two and 17 years, basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause I can't think of anyone else that it, that wasn't already a main eventer, um, that became one. I mean, I can think of you like know, you could, you could say the Miz be, got elevated, but he didn't become a guy there. Like, no, I mean, it did, I think it temporarily, I mean, I think if you, if you, I mean, he may, he may have ended mania. If you really wanted to really be particular, you could say maybe, but I think that there was other things that elevated him prior to that. But here's my point. If people are clamoring for L.A. Knight to be the guy, or at least a guy, a long term, or relatively long term. Yeah, there's other things that'll be more effective than that, than giving him the Yes, basis. like the way you want it is for him to chase. You so, want him to do something real. You want him to establish himself fully and then win that title at a major moment. So, you want to build that. You so don't want the briefcase. What you're saying is a perfect segue to what I was going to tell you, which is that I got sort of pushback from Glenn on that point where I, so what I said, not that point of, of, this is my interpretation of what they're doing that he pushed back on. My interpretation of what I saw on Saturday is that they fully recognize that now because you don't do that with a guy like that. If you don't, if you're not trying to stoke the flame, you know what I mean? Like they made him the false winner, right? They made him the, mm-hmm. The person that everyone's freaking out when he's touching it and just to take it away. And they knew at that point, they know how that crowd's reacting to him. And so if you weren't, it's like, it goes back to, um, whatever year that was when they like didn't even want Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Right. Because they knew what would happen when someone eliminated him. That goes. This is the opposite of that. This is, they knew exactly the way the crowd was going to react. They wanted all that heat on Damian Priest, right? And I think that you don't do what they did at MSG if they don't realize they need to figure something out for this guy. And he was pushing back on it saying, no, they just were, they don't, they still don't care. They don't really know what they're doing with him. Um, and I, I disagree. I think they realized that they've got something here. I mean, the, the, the merch numbers just came out. He was in the top five. He has one item. I think he has yeah. two items now, but he had one item in June. 
And he was in the top five sales with people like Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. Stone Cold and the NWO, which, by the way, is hilarious that those are two of the top five. Right, but, like, two of those people, like, let's not count the heritage things. Right. Two of the current people that he was in the top five with have, like, a hundred items. And, well, and it's also, it's the two guys, the guys who are anointed the guys, Cody and Roman, and then L.A. Knight. And I, I'm not overstating it to tell you, like, he needs to be, like, the champion and all this stuff. I'm just saying, like, I think they recognize that. I mean, I mean, I think that, um, I think they're going to feature him more prominently. I think they're going to turn him face, like, like in a in a more. I still mm-hmm. think they keep him sort of that sassy character because that's what everybody likes. But it's like, it's, but the Rock was that way when he was it, the face. It's very Rock, and I'm not going to go as far as you know the Kevin Nash the stuff because Nash- I think that's silly. Um. But there, 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 there definitely is something there that reminds me of him a little bit. Um, there's some Stone Cold in there, right? Like there's the walk. Like there's he's got like, the look. Like there's some Scott Hall in there, like with the gear. Like there's there's these little pieces of people who worked, um, in there, right? And that's yep. fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, you would argue the, the, the more best people should do stuff like that. <laughs> The best characters in history were just a slightly tweaked version of whoever. You know, Ric Flair was Buddy Rogers. Hulk Hogan was uh, 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 Billy Graham, basically. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out something here that Glenn and I talked about. I think he'd be proud of this because this feels like something he would say on the show. Glenn and I were discussing Olivia Rodrigo okay. um, and her new song Vampire, which is very, yes. very good. Yes. And I brought up the fact that, and again, not as a criticism, just as a when people start to say things like, well, this is better than something that someone else is doing, right? Um, I brought up the fact that she has three songs that have interpolations of other songs in them, right? That to the point where she has to give songwriting credit to like, and they're, th- and they're her three biggest hits. Um, and two of them are Taylor Swift and the other one is Paramore, I believe, that she has to give songwriting credits to. And I was we were talking about that. I was like, just the little asterisks, like it doesn't bother me. I still like the songs. I don't care. But there is an asterisk of like that, right? And you know, when him and I were talking, like something he brought up was like, Well, I'd much rather hear a really good song that came from a part of another really good song than a completely original shitty song, right? Yeah. That sort of translates here. Like, if you're telling me that he figured out something... That, I mean, listen, I <laughs> the Kevin Nash stuff was stupid, but I will say, I just noticed he started doing that elbow, and that wasn't a thing before. Like, that, that just started, like, in the last couple of weeks. The yeah elbow. Did you see that? I, I missed that one actually. He does I like missed. a people's elbow kind of thing. Now that, okay. that that was not a thing. Like that's brand new. That that I've never seen him do that. I don't know if he did it in Impact. I don't watch Impact. And I know well, the he, yeah thing the yeah thing. I know he did is, the yeah stuff. I'm well, talking about no, 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 specifically but, like a people's elbow kind of move. Well, I, I actually want to say like he did the yeah stuff before, but not in this way. It wasn't the sing song crowd response yeah thing. Well, this is a little I saw bit some clips well. that would suggest it was, but it was very much forced. It seemed like he was really trying to make it happen. And this yeah. feels like he just says it and 
Like this feels more organic. Like this yeah. feels like less force. Yep. Um, cause I did watch some of the clips. Um, with, I don't know whoever it was that did that interview with him that I shared with you guys that I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Splice some clips in there. And so I saw some of it, but I will say this. I, like that was the one moment where I had, where I was like, okay, like that feels a little bit in the Kevin Nash lane. Not that he's right. I'm just saying like before I saw him do like a guy laying in the middle of the ring, let me bounce off the ropes, get the crowd to say, yeah. And then elbow drop him like <laughs> that at the same time. Like, I mean, think about how many people do that. Like have, AJ like, does that. AJ right? does it. MVP yeah. had his like there's everybody. nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's just that's that's the one thing that felt like not organic. Like that felt like someone told him to do it or something like I, I don't know that yeah. that kind of came out of nowhere. But maybe that's just in the tra- this transition where they're like, OK, you got to do more face stuff, you know, yeah. Cause he doesn't wrestle like a face. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he never has. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Anyway, backing, backing up. I was going to say, we're going on a tangent. Backing up, I did want to push back, not push back, but I think I'm in between you and Glenn on, on something you said. I don't think that they are necessary, like that one spot, I don't know is necessarily a signal of anything. I think that they just could be kind of the thing. I don't know that that was their signal that they were doing something more, um, no, it's not at, signal. I just felt like it was them recognizing what and, he is. And that's now. the thing. I I don't know. We, that that we was... said for weeks that he did. They didn't recognize what they had. Yeah. Right. Like we but we said for weeks. Like why would you have Santos Escobar go out there and cut the most babyface promo of all babyface promos and have this guy interrupt when you're just going to have the fans turn on Santos Escobar right. with with him out there? Right. Now they're not doing that. You know, they, like they, they, they definitely the recognize that. Yeah, they recognize him as a face. I don't think anything necessarily on screen screams that they view him as a potential title well, winner they, in the well, future. Well, hold on. Well, okay, okay, never mind. You go ahead. You're right about that. I was going to say, though, but what is screaming it is everything they are doing on social media and in other platforms. The fact that they felt the need to put this dark segment online, the fact that they're digging up all of these old things, the the Triple H workout video or whatever – that yeah, you know that he was, was weird, part right? of well like, i thought it was cu- i thought it was also curious that they had him cut the the um the promo he cut before money right. in the bank exactly. but like you know, i've been doing that, this for 20 years and right. that, that whole thing the and, and then three weeks ago when we had this kind of last time i was on three weeks ago when i was saying they i there's something that they're starting to do differently it's very much on the social media side and by the way that could just be the social media team going a little bit rogue we know that one side doesn't talk to the other very often but the fact that they are putting that much effort into putting uh la Knight over on social media i think is a really big sign that they see something there and again like i said before i think that if this is a big thing i think if this is a he's going to be champion in the when I say near future, I mean in the next nine to 12 months that it is better that he didn't win money in the bank. And I, I think we're getting to a point where they need to, I mean, look, we, we've seen them screw things up before. We've seen them not, you know, complete either no sell or, you know, kind of downplay reactions people get. I think that they realize that there is something there with LA Knight and I think they are going to act on it. To what degree, we'll have to see. But I have some more thoughts about how they could act on it if they really wanted to. 
Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that you nailed it a couple of weeks ago. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Like the thing that you proposed with Austin Theory. I think that's probably exactly what they do at SummerSlam. I um, I think I think they could. I'm I the more and more I see I I wonder if they're going to go even bigger. And by the way, it can be both. It can be who wins the US title at SummerSlam and then by Mania they're ready to pull a tr- even bigger trigger. Oh, but, you think they'd go that far? So now I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna save it for a little later, okay. a little later because we have to talk through the bloodline for okay. what let's, I want to yeah, yeah, say yeah. to bring let's up. Get, let's get back to the bloodline. Get, get back to the bloodline because I in my head on oh, in my ten hour flight back from London when I was just you know kind of listening to pod, kind of thinking about wrestling stuff, I came up with a really interesting thing that I I want to talk to you guys or I guess talk to you about. But <laughs> okay. yeah, let's go through the bloodline. Okay. So fr- Friday night. Uh, do you want to touch just 30 seconds? Do you think it was too long? No. Okay. I mean, I, I think that you could look at it on paper and say it was too long. I think watching it, if you, I mean, if you had a moment where you were watching it and said, when is this going to end? Then it's too long. I think if you were captivated the whole time, then it wasn't too long. And I, actually never really thought that I was like, okay, this need, this is going too long um, while watching it. And then when I saw how long it had been, now you have to keep in mind that I also did not watch it live. I was mm-hmm. fast forwarding through commercials. So maybe people who watched it live felt that way. Um, Cause if you're fast forwarding, it's not 40 minutes. It's more like 20 minutes. Well, <laughs> right? not, well, if, especially if you fast forward through the entrances, like well, commercials, I don't fast only, forward. I don't fast forward through anything but the commercials. They 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 only had one commercial break during that first. I thought there were two. I think there was only one. Oh right, they, because then they the did, rest of the show there was like a million commercial. Exactly, breaks. Right, like right, they right, did right. two back to back in the next segment, basically. That's, that's right. That's right. They did like an entrance and a commercial break. And mm-hmm. then, so I, I didn't. When watching it, I never felt like I don't want more of this. Like in fact. I might I might have been able to watch more more of it. So I don't know. I don't know. I I um, kind of in in my head compared it to Boogie Nights, where it was like, yeah, that probably was a little too long. But at the same time, I'm not totally sure what I would have cut out, and I enjoyed myself. So you know, good on I them for pulling needed, that off. Yeah, and I think they needed the length to tr- to do the to really kind of. I mean, I was never obviously sold on what what Roman was doing there, but. Right. I think that you have to give it the college try to sell it, right? Like, sure. And it did go on long enough that I was starting to be like, wait, where is this really going? And then, of course, it was going exactly where we thought it was going. Yeah. Um, but um, so I'll give them that, you know, that it probably did. If they really wanted to think, you know, if they wanted to give some people a question as to what was really going on there, you had to give that first part a good length, you know, like mm-hmm. we're, we're into, until the, the, you know, low blow or whatever. whatever right. Like I, I, I would come. say if I was, if I was nitpicking, especially on that first segment, I'd say that the, the beat down went on a little bit long and possibly a little too long. But if you are going to sell, you took Jimmy from me, like they did, you know, that's what he said. You took yeah. Jimmy from me. And if this is going to be literally Jimmy is out through SummerSlam. It, it has to be, by the way. I, yeah, I, I uh, and, and that's think the thing. it has to be. And and 
so that's what I was going to say. Like in the moment, I thought that beatdown went on a little bit too long. You could have shaved off a little bit of time. You could have gotten LA Knight on the show. But, um, if you're, again, if you're selling Jimmy is out for over a month, okay, it's worth it then. And that's what you'd have to do to sell Jimmy is out for over a month. So, okay. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, for sure. Now, what do you think, um, you know, the question that's on all of our minds, right? Yeah. Is he, and, is he winning? And the answer to me, you know, again, I, I, I've been Mr. Cold Water over here because I've just never believed it and I won't believe you. Know, good. Look, everything's lined up for it. It has to happen. But in wrestling terminology, like the fact that he pinned Roman, I, I texted you guys this the first time I could. Uh, when I was, when I had service over there, the fact that he pinned Roman to me screams he's not winning. That is WWE saying Jay got his big moment. He got his big deserving moment. This is his, the thing no one else could do. Even if he loses here, you can say he has this moment. It put him in a better position. And because of that, he's not going to win at SummerSlam. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'm not even going to say it's sort of the right thing, though. I will say that, you know, you look at these ratings right now, and I think they're going to be even less inclined to take the title off of him anytime soon because these ratings are just completely out of control. Um, so even if it's from a story side, the, the business side screams, you don't mess with what you have right now. But again, I, I think that they're probably right now, I think, based on what we saw at Money in the Bank, look – I want it to happen. It should happen. Glenn's right. This is the story. I'll push back on another aspect of, of Glenn. You know, the Roman can win it back right away. We can talk about that in a second if we want to. But um, no, I don't think he's going to win. So there's another wrestling. Tro- I mean, so first of all, I'll push back a little bit on the wrestling trope part of this because because there's two sides to that, right? Um, the, the the thing I brought up a couple of weeks ago that ended up coming to fruition was, you know, we, we, we said in wrestling, if you're doing this match at SummerSlam, that means Jay's pinning Roman here. And just none of us believe they would do it. Right. Um, but like I said, you know, I believe I said on the show and we talked about it last week, if, if this was anyone other than Roman, we a thousand percent would have said that was ha- what was mm-hmm. happening. If it was Seth Rollins, we would have been like, Oh yeah, he's going to pin him to set up the title match. Yep. Sure enough, that's exactly what they did. Now, go back into what you said about wrestling tropes. That doesn't always mean the person's losing. Sometimes that person does win the title because that's just the the match to set up. Now, in this specific situation, we're Groundhog's Day, right? It gives us pause because of who it is and what it signifies. Um, well, and and you took away the moment of being, you know, to win the title, being the first one to pin him. That's right. relevant. Like, that is you, relevant. you know, and it, it's what we pushed back on a few well, weeks ago. So what Glenn said last week basically is after you do that, the only person right. that gets elevated by beating him for the title now is Jay. And if anyone else does it, it's lesser than because he's right. been pinned. I, I, I agree 100 percent. So what I push the- what I push back on is I said, yeah, but you could also make the argument that Roman was beaten by the Usos. 
um, because mm-hmm. there were two people doing stuff to him after sure. Solo was thrown over the table or whatever. And, and it's um, what I was saying. Remember, at, like at the beginning of the conversation and when we were starting to talk about this and I said, I kind of feel like the big moment could be the Usos going over Roman and not necessarily Jay. And this is kind of what I was talking about was like that. Well, so, but, but I mean, Glenn made the point that they made a point to make sure it was Jay, right? Correct. Like he didn't get pinned with the one and done. He got pinned with Jay do, doing his splash mm-hmm. off the top rope, right? So even though it's the last thing you saw, if I was Roman, I'd come out and say, yeah, two guys were beating me up, you know, or whatever. Now, the only other thing I will say is there is a scenario that I think I painted a few weeks ago and that we brought back up last week. At some point, they're going to want to turn Roman Reigns' face again, especially if he's going to be coming back to do, you know, John Cena type things or whatever, or, or, you know, particularly, you know, we call it the Brock schedule. We can't call it that anymore. It's more like the John Cena schedule. Um, and at some point it's going to be in their best interest to have him be fit. I mean, I would think, right? Like the rock doesn't come back to be a bad guy, (laughs) you know? Um, and so there was a scenario I painted where like you could, if you wanted to have Jay win, you could have Damian priest come out to cash in and you could have Roman stop him. Um, if, you know, if there's some moment of, you know, again, you got to do a lot and, of and work that's how, to make and that that's make how, sense. But you're, you're saying Jay, okay, I see it. So Jay wins and then after the match. After not, the match, Damian Priest comes to cash in and Roman's I, the one I, stops him. Yeah, I, I think that's too messy in the moment. I, and like then if, Solo beats up Roman Reigns. Yeah. Again, if you're going to pull the trigger on Jay winning the match, I think you have to go out with simply jay standing tall in the ring like so that's another question because glenn sort of brought this up do you think the bloodline continues as a thing in whatever capacity that it it is right like mm-hmm. do you think there is a version of the bloodline that continues to move forward in either so, scenario uh, okay so obviously if roman wins then yes clearly the the Heyman solo Roman and if they want to find another Samoan somewhere they can always do that because there are plenty out there. Um, if Jay wins, so let let's just kind of go forward with we all be happy Jay wins here because I think that's a more interesting conversation right now and we can go back to both. But right now let's kind of live in the world where they're going to tell the story. Jay is going to win at SummerSlam. And that's what happens. What's your definition of the bloodline, I guess, is the question. Because, well, right, do they form like, is there like a version like Triple H's DX, right? Is there like a non-Roman Reigns version of the bloodline is my question. I would say. Because I don't know if you can do a Roman Reigns version of it after if he loses, right? You can. Or, or you, like. I guess losing is irrelevant. It matters whether he's there, right? It matters. Well, it matters whether he's there and it matters what exactly he's doing because, and I've been pushing back on this idea over and over again. And the more I think about it, the more I hate it even more about the idea of Jay winning, 
Roman getting it back in a pretty quick fashion, and then we go on towards WrestleMania, almost like nothing happened. Not that nothing happened. Obviously, they'll they'll tell the story, and and part of the story, which I actually really like, and and we're starting to see a little bit on Friday, is the idea of when you're pull like you're getting a more deranged Roman out of it, a guy who's seen the cracks in his armor, who's you had the Usos get stripped away from him. And I think we're going to start seeing an even more paranoid unhinged Roman, which I really, really like. I, I think that's an interesting wrinkle in all of this. But I really hate the idea of Jay wins, Roman wins it back, and you move on there. Because then the story, like, I think this story needs to close. If Jay is going over, that Jay goes over. Jay doesn't have to hold the title for a long time. If you want... Damian Priest to cash in relatively quickly. If you want Solo to take the title from Jay, I'm okay with that. But he needs to have that win over Roman. And if I'm them, if again, if he wins at SummerSlam, I don't have a rematch for a long time. I let that, the story be Jay beat Roman. Because if, let's say in October, Roman wins it back, well, then the story is Jay got one lucky pin on him but he wasn't better than Roman. And I think that does, when we look back on this in five years, 10 years, it muddles that greatest story ever thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it has, you have to think of it that way. I mean, until they can prove, until they can show me a way that, that this ends without that, that doesn't do that. I can't think of a way that I can't think of that way. You know what I mean? Like to me, it's a one way street. You so, gotta get that. so going back to what I said before about this idea that I had, this is going to get wonky, but I kind of love it the more I think about it. So we're going to acknowledge here. Okay, we're, we're living in the world where they're pulling the trigger. Jay is winning. Okay. We're also going to live in a world where, look, we know Jay's not going into WrestleMania as the champion. He's not going to have a long reign, but he could have a, you know, a few months or whatever. We're also living in a world where Roman Reigns is the hottest thing on television and he's, he's a ratings gold. And is this, is, are you also living in a world in which there are reports that Roman Reigns will be the champion at WrestleMania? Um, are we I, ignoring I, look, that part for now? We can ignore it, but it, it doesn't matter if we're ignoring it or not. I, I didn't okay. really think about the reports as much as. I Roman Reigns has to be in a title match at WrestleMania, period, end of story, because he's that important to the company right now. Got it. We're also living in a world where, on screen, in character, Triple H has mentioned how unique of a contract that Roman Reigns has. So is there a world where Jay wins, Roman goes away for, let's say, two months, let's say Damian Priest cashes in and end of September, early October, somewhere in that range. Is there a world where Roman Reigns comes in and takes the title off of Seth? I, I proposed that last week. And the, and, and here's, here's, here's why I'll push back on that. Um, the Cody Rhodes comments about only one title being the one title that can finish the story. Um, 
Not only is that the only title, that, like I think, I think. But which, the, which is the title? Like, but this is this the, is the road we went down. The road we went down is he saying that the the Roman Reigns held belts are the only belts that can finish the story. We actually, I actually, I went as far as last week say that WWE probably should have admonished him for the comments he made because it made the other belt even feel even smaller than it did before he said it to right. me. Which, um, by the way, doesn't make sense. Their universal title did not exist. So we <laughs> said, what we well, it's the other one, right? And what we said was, none of that makes sense because none of these belts so convoluted at this point. Right. Like, to try to say what the lineage of any of it really is is absurd. It's just the world champion WWE. Anyone who's been a world champion in WWE should be linked to anyone else who was a world champion in WWE, right? Um. It's kind of silly to suggest anything, but if you're being, if you want to be that anal retentive about it, it would be the, what is it, the WWE world? I mean, it was called the same thing as the one Seth has, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Before they merged it with the Universal. Yes. So that's, that's the one. But I will say this. In light of those comments, what I suggested is essentially they they find a way to flip flop it and then they have Cody beat Seth for that belt at WrestleMania, but it can't be the one he has now. Based See, I, on I, I, Cody comments. and Seth though just doesn't work right. Like I well no listen I, what I said to what I said to Glenn is I get it I get it why you want it I I, I and I was like here's how you can get it because I. I full I put a full stop on I do not accept Cody Rhodes winning that other belt. That that can't happen at this point. The other belt you can't have him say that and then go on and do it. Like that's that's at this point that belt is not in his future. Not in not in the finish of the story. But what if Roman is holding it? It doesn't Roman matter. Hold, Roman holding it makes it the more important belt. But it doesn't it does, but that's the thing. It makes it more important than the belt that he See, is currently. It's, it's, re- it's really funny because you and you and Glenn are saying like the complete opposite things, and I dis- disagree with both of you. <laughs> so you're saying that he can beat Roman for that belt, and I disagree. Yeah. And he's saying that he can beat Seth for the other belt, and I disagree. <laughs> I think he has to beat Roman for the belt he's holding now. That is what needs to happen. There's no other thing that can happen. The Glenn scenario. Then he has. Then he has to beat Jay. Hold on. Glenn's, <laughs> Glenn's scenario that he laid out was that Cody should beat Seth at at WrestleMania. And then I pointed out the belt thing and how we could possibly get that other belt on Seth. The reason I don't like it is because Cody already beat Seth three times or whatever it was, two or three times. So that I don't like yeah. that anymore. Like that's well, there, me, there's a number of reasons I don't like wrestle, it. wrestling logic would tell you Seth wins that match. Right now, if you tell me that he fights Seth for the belt he has now and loses as part of the story, a thousand percent I'm in on that. Okay. Um, just because that makes wrestling logic sense. You you cannot have this guy beat the same person a hundred times, especially if you are telling me that other person matters. Well, not just the other person, like. Cody beating Seth doesn't matter. I I understand what Glenn is going to say. That's what I'm saying, because he already did it. Yeah, like, I understand Glenn, Glenn has been saying it over and over. Well, you gotta pay off that, you know, the, the sledgehammer strike or whatever exact, was it a sledgehammer? I can't even remember at this point. But, but, but the thing that in case they put him out of action or whatever, you gotta do yes. that, you gotta do that, you gotta. And to give Glenn credit, they are playing into that a they're, little bit. They're, here they're and there. playing into it 100%. I just, it's, 
it's not worthy of Cody's chase for it to be Seth at no, the end. It's not worth well it's not it's A, it's not worth a Cody's chase to be that new belt, and it's not worth Cody's chase to be Seth. You can't you can't tell me that Cody came out and said he needed to finish the story when this belt didn't exist. Like that's the part that you can't clean up. Like the belt didn't exist when he said that. So he clearly wasn't talking about that. Well, belt. well, it's just it that, depends what you I, view I, this belt as. No, but it doesn't though, because I just I, I actually I found the reason why you can't do it. It didn't exist when he started cutting those promos. So he was but clearly not talking about that. But the the belt that Roman currently holds, the one that he that is physically in his possession and not over Heyman's shoulder, didn't exist either. If you we want to be you know technical about no, this, I'm if we want to get that, into the weeds. No, no, no. You're talking about the physical belt. I'm talking about the yeah. championship didn't exist. Like the thing that Seth has, the thing that Cody will win unless he holds all three belts didn't exist. Either. No, but but the, but but the but the but the title of champion did exist. And the title of champion had been not awesome. not WWE World Universal to the Stars champion. You can't listen if you're going to try to tell me there's no difference between that and what Seth is called. That's insane. Well, I, the, I'm, I'm the saying thing that Seth that, is called and we're not talking belts. I'm talking the, the title of champion. Seth yeah. was made up two months ago and the Roman Reigns one has been tossed from person to person to person to person to person. No, no, no one has ever been called what Roman Reigns is being called right now until Roman Reigns was called. But, but it, was they merged mutated, it was mutated into something else, but you can trace one of them all well, the way back to Hulk Hogan. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can, because it's changed so many times. There you was, can, you can trace. The WWE t- title became the universe, you know, like, wait, can you change the universal title, Drebeck? Because don't forget, Roman's original title was the universal title. You can't trace has, that back. But you can trace the other one that he won back. Can you? Or yes, has it, because, or has because, it disappeared be, at some point? No, because Brock Lesnar unified I believe mm-hmm. it was Brock Lesnar, right? Unified the other two championships, which you can very much trace back to all of those things. That's what, that's the title that he beat Brock Lesnar, that Roman Reigns that, beat Brock Lesnar for is that was the, not, it wasn't, it was Randy Orton had the two belts, right? Randy Orton had the two. Who, who did they make the new belt? I can't remember who they made the new belt for, but I remember Randy Orton carrying two belts around Daniel Bryan. It was Daniel Bryan, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it was, it was Cena versus Orton, and then no, but Daniel, Daniel Bryan held the two belts at WrestleMania, and then that's when it turned yes. into the one belt, right? Yeah, I think he carried both belts until he got injured, and then the one belt came back when they hung it up on the ladder when he got injured. If, if I had to. There's something, if I, something there, right? My my point is this thing, like saying that but you one can very has, much trace those two belts that turned into that belt back to Hulk. But Hogan. what about when we went through the the original brand split and everything got together and then you they inserted the world heavyweight title and then they did this and that like but every the world title heavyweight has, title was one of the titles that merged into the the Brock Lesnar title, but which became the undisputed title, which then became the WWE. Like again, all of these things have changed so many times. No, but, but you're ignoring that, the fact that I can take that belt and trace it all the way back to the Hulk Hogan belt. That specific belt, because you t- you separate it out, you you can take out the world championship was the made up one, the big gold belt. And then you're left with the WWF title. Well, hold on. But by the way, then couldn't you just say that this title, that that Seth's title is is a revamped title of the title Dusty Rhodes held? 
No. Why not? I mean, you could say the physical belt is, but you why, can't but why, say the lineage of champion is. It's called is. the World Heavyweight Title. That's the title that Dusty Rhodes held. But that's the the belt is the the title that I mean, you could any <laughs> wrestling company called their champion World Heavyweight Champion. I'm saying you can you can literally t- I mean this is just points out how idiotic all of this is. Yeah, that's the but, thing is I feel like we're going in circles. But you can here, but you can like listen, the universal title aside, you're you're focused too much on the universal side of it. There was another belt merged with that, and that one you very much can trace all the way back to the 80s. It's not hard. Like you just go back to where they merged the world title together with with that title, and then you follow that title, and that one's very easy to follow. It's the World Heavyweight Championship that made everything so confusing. Would they just handed that one to Triple H? Was that the one? Yes, that was the one they handed to. I mean, if you go back to that moment, right? Every every just eliminate that whole lineage. The other belt is the one that you trace all the way back to Dusty. I mean, isn't that the one he's talking about? The wing, the winged eagle. Again, it's gone through so many mutations that it, we're we're talking about a world where this thing actually matters, that the lineage actually matters when they're telling you that it doesn't matter at all. But yeah, okay. I I guess it is funny that you have the company telling you that it doesn't matter and the one guy in the company. Well, yeah, well, and and that's why I almost don't put any stock into it because it was just Cody saying something and Cody says a lot of shit. So, but it's, but it's not just him saying something. I mean, it's, it's his entire storyline. I mean, but it's a, not his story. That was what when he said that was during one of those pressers, right? That wasn't an in ring thing. No, he said I know that, but I'm saying it's tied exactly to his story, his entire storyline. It's not like he's just making an off color remark that has nothing to do with what his character is saying. Yeah, he does that though, so I don't know if I would. <laughs> like everything he says is so convoluted. All I'm, all I'm saying is like, he, again, this is getting into the weeds, but like, we know, we, I think we can assume at this point, based on what we're seeing on screen, his contract had a lot of promises in it. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming so, because. Well, even, even if things... they did, even if they didn't, he's the guy, or he's, right. you know, Roman's the guy, but he's the other guy. And like, like take all the, you know, lineage of the belt stuff out of it. I still don't see how you finish the story with Cody beating anyone other than Roman Reigns. Uh, and I, that's, I just don't. Yes. And that I will agree with. And again, it's why I brought up this other and thing. If, because and, but, it, if, but if you're doing that, then you don't need to switch the belts because I don't think Jay's winning. Well, I'm, I'm working in the world Jay where he is I'm, winning. Roman can get it back and it doesn't have to be two weeks later. It can be three or four months later. It could be at the Royal Rumble. It could be, it could be any time. Well, but not, not again. Like I said, not against Jay. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have I, I to understand. be. That. That's, and that's fine. By the way, if you want to play the, the Randy Orton Triple H game in, in a much, much better way and you have solo beat Jay, and at some point, you know, Solo drops it to maybe Roman in a triple threat match or whatever. Okay. Okay. I By will the way, listen to that. Speaking of that, that's the other scenario I painted that could finish the story is if Randy Orton is holding the championship. Wait, say that again? The other thing that it would be acceptable other than Roman is if Randy Orton is holding that championship. Randy so have- Orton beats Seth. 
and Cody beats no, Randy no, no. Orton. It can't be the Seth t- championship. It has to oh, be the right, other right, championship. Right. It has to be the other championship. Okay, so Jay wins. Randy Orton comes back. It's evil Randy Orton. Yes. Randy Orton dethrones Jay. Cody, done. Okay, in. The only flaw with that, and not that it's a flaw because they can change their mind and do whatever the hell they want. I don't want Cody to win the Rumble again because he shouldn't win back-to-back Rumbles. How do you get him over to SmackDown? But the answer is he can go whenever he wants because it's WWE and none of it matters. But yes, other than that, yeah, Cody, again, Cody has to beat somebody that feels really worthy. And between the history between those two, between who Randy Orton is, between the match that they can create, between the fact that we know Randy Orton can be a true heel and Seth Rollins right now, I don't think they want to be a true heel, even though he probably could be though even then the the seth rollins heel is glenn, not glenn this. did point out a scenario where he thought seth rollins could be a heel again i i don't no, know seth, I, I think by by the way seth rollins can be a heel but not the type of heel where you, it's cody conquering something you know his his heel is more of the chicken shit heel and that's not he, what he pointed cody, out the, the one thing i did like that glenn pointed out that you could have seth be the one that reintroduced the wing eagle eagle belt and be, you know, to taunt him. So here's here, and, and then, this and then you could, and, the, and then that's the gimmicky way you could make the Seth title, I guess, work if you did something like that, sure. where it's literally the belt. But you also, if you're going to do that, you almost need to. And and I, I as I'm talking myself through this, I can really talk myself into this aspect. You make Seth Rollins Ric Flair. You give him some buddies around. You make him almost act like Ric Flair. And then you have Dusty Rhodes kid being like, you know, beating Ric Flair for the title. That I can get into. Yeah. I mean, there's something to it. I still think it's the other thing. I still think it's Roman or, and I would say 1B being Randy Orton because I think there's a lot of storytelling you could do there. Um, with their past together, with their dad's past, you know, with their lineage or whatever. I don't mean their dad's like specifically. I don't know if they did anything together or not. I just mean. But but they're both being they're third both generation. generation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or second, whatever generation. They yeah, they're they're both legacy. I mean, obviously they're they were in legacy. They were in the like, legacy. Yes. Please don't um, bring just don't bring back the other DiBiase guy. Let's not do that. But you can bring back Manu. <laughs> you really could. Um, boy, we went, we went a lot of different directions there. Uh, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, like the more I think about it, the more, you know, I want Jay to win. I don't think he's going to win, but if he wins, it can't be Roman who dethrones him. Just absolutely cannot be Roman who dethrones him. Um, after we talked through all this bloodline stuff, right. And and we sort of did what SmackDown (laughs) did, which is like spent most of the show on it. Um, do we want to just, I mean, I think there's some other interesting things to talk through. Do we want to just do some like quick little few yeah, minutes here, a few minutes there let, kind of things? Let, let's talk about the other thing that they're telling us is the most important thing. And I, I can't believe we're at this point. The <laughs> judgment day is the second most important thing in wrestling or at yeah. least in WWE, like to the point where you said, did you say you watched NXT or did you not say you watched NXT? I didn't watch NXT. I knew they're they were showing it. up. They're yeah. showing up. They want, they had Damian Priest and Finn Balor go over Carmelo and Trick. They have Dominic facing Wesley next week. Like, Judgment Day is everywhere. We cannot escape the Judgment Day in WWE. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, by the way, I 
I know Glenn and his Dominic issue. I love calling him Dirty Dom. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> the, the, I, I, I think the most amazing thing, and they are very, very consciously leaning into it at this point, they are turning Dom into a human meme. And everything, especially everything <laughs> yeah. him and Rhea do, are just made for the memes and made Look, for the jokes. Yeah, I mean, so just now that we're talking about the Judgment Day, well, yeah, the t-shirts we have to talk about. Yeah, like, I mean, like, everything they're doing is every line they say, every motion they make, every action they take is just about, all right, is this going to look funny on Twitter when when they post a picture of it? And I'm so in on that. What about the uh, what about the line with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn backstage? Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. <laughs> Every single thing they're doing is about becoming a meme. It's incredible. <laughs> and then on top of that, you've I think they're doing wonderful character work with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I mean, like, did you ever think like? The, so this version of the Judgment Day has been going on for over a year, correct? Uh, not not over a year. But wasn't it, it the day after Mania that they turned on Edge? No, no, no. Edge created the Judgment Day after Mania. It was when did uh, they turn on Edge? Oh, it was. So no, I guess it has been a little over a year because it was leading into Money in the Bank last year. Got it. So. I think right after that, when they were losing to Edge 562 times, um, we kind of said this is dead in the water, or at least it was getting there, right? We were like, they need to do something. It's kind of unbelievable to see where we are with them now. Um, They're playing into everybody's strengths, and that's been the incredible thing, because it's something that WWE generally doesn't do very well, is they'll take somebody – and, and force them to be what WWE wants them to be rather than extent, like really focusing in on their strengths. And it seems like everyone's character and all the lines they're saying and everything they're doing right now is being designed to really take advantage of everything they do well. And kudos to them for that. Yeah. And, you know, I, going into Money in the Bank, I felt pretty strongly that Damian Priest was going to come out, uh, as the winner there. Cause that's just, I don't know. Something was screaming to me. It just felt like the obvious and with, with the caveat that they could have always just said Logan Paul, right? Um, but I, I, there was the way they were positioning them on the show. I think we, we talked about it at the time. And I think Finn Balor's doing some of the best work of his career. And it's, it's crazy because he started out in this not doing that. <laughs> I thought it, but it was almost like, it was probably an accident where they just didn't know what else to do with these people. I, like, I don't want to say that I give them credit for patience with this because I don't know if it was that or if it was just what? we don't know what else to do. So just keep doing this and see if it works at some point. But it's working it's what, in a it's, big it's, way. It's what they did with the New Day. Like, let's let's be honest. It's almost the same thing. It was just let's put them out there. But we They'll, have to admit and listen, everyone, and I'm going to force him to do it when it comes back. We have to admit what the catalyst was for all of this. It was it, Dom getting arrested. That was the <laughs> catalyst. I mean, am I wrong? Well, it, That's I, when I it turned the page on this. Well, Dom and the amplification of Dom. Dom allowed everybody else and, to and, be amplified. By way of Rhea, right? By way of Rhea. But, 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 by the, but it allowed Rhea to be Rhea. It allowed yeah. her to be that you know dominating figure. 
it allowed Finn to be the, the leader, kind of the, the wise cracking leader. It allowed, uh, I almost said punishment Martinez, Damien Priest <laughs> to be that, that looming figure over all of the processes. Like Dom's present ex- just made everybody who they were and allowed them to be who they were. Cause that before Dom, everybody was trying to be more. And because they were playing off of each other, it, they, their shadow wasn't cast as long, if that makes sense. Because of Dom. But that's also when the crowd bought into, um, the joke, right? Like, yeah. Cause I think before that, it was just Finn Balor. Cause I mean, they, they've walked into this trap many times with Finn Balor where he tries to do the like, uh, I think we said at the time, like the corny heel where the, like, like, like at NXT, there was a little bit too much of the, I'm gonna shoot, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yeah. all this shooty stuff you, and it was yeah. kind of cheesy. And, and, and then they finally found that pocket when the Dom thing triggered the, the crowd to buy in on the humor of it, right? Like, oh, okay. These guys are like kind of silly. Like we get it now. Like we don't like, cause before it's like the difference between if you think Limp Biscuit is like, a straight up serious band, or if you just try to kind of buy in that it's like kind of a dumb thing, but it can, be, but, but kind of a dumb thing can be good sometimes, right? Like the, you don't have to take this at its face value of like, Oh, this is like a dark group being super serious. And like, you have to take it on face value or, and that's the only thing it is. It's like, you're kind of in on the joke. You're kind of in on the gimmick here. Um, and I think the Dom thing really turned the corner. Cause like, you know, it's, it's like, it's hilarious that they're calling him Dirty Dom. What the, what was the, what was the line? It was like, he got his stamina up in prison or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was basically <laughs> that. It's like he, 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 yeah. He, uh, developed his stamina in prison and Sammy said, wait, what do you think he meant by that? <laughs> I mean, and, and Kevin Owens said calisthenics. What, what did you think? And Sammy whispered. It was again, perfect. <laughs> It's perfect. Perfect stuff. Um, the Dirty Dom t-shirt, I wouldn't buy it, but it's hilarious. Um, and, uh, now, that all being said, Rhea Ripley has to be the women's champion, too. Which we, she hasn't defended the title since payback, right? No, no, no. She defended against Natalia at, oh, right. on Raw. And it was an just not, just not, just not on the last two pay-per-views, right? Right, but I oh, and by the way, that was an incredible match. Incredible match. Should have been on a pay-per-view. Th- that was uh, Did you watch that match? Yeah, I did catch that match. They yeah. beat the shit out of each other. I mean, that match was yeah. crazy. But well, that's I, one of those ones I where think like it got two segs, I think, maybe three. It was long. Yeah. It was fantastic. That, it's like, one of those things where WWE makes you forget just how good Natalia is because of the way they use her. It just like every pretty much once a year they let her do something and you're like, oh yeah, Natalia can go. Well, that that was one of those things where like I was watching it and I was and as I was watching it, I was like, man, I hope people realize how good this is because like you said, Natalia doesn't get enough time on air. She doesn't get enough credit for how good she is. And sure enough, like, I think in the notes the next day, there was just nothing but backstage, like, about how impressed everybody was backstage to the degree that I almost was like, well, did they forget who these people are? (laughs) You know, like, everybody was so overwhelmingly 
you know, happy about how good the match was. I'm like, yeah, you gave him 17 minutes or whatever. Of course it was good. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. these are two of the best in the world. But yes, she, you're, you're right though. She has to do something. And the problem is right now on Raw. I, I don't, and, and especially well, with, I, we, we know what it is. I mean, they're teasing it on the, it's going to be Raquel, but I don't but, know how right. you get there. I mean, you get there eventually. And by the way, if you wanted to tell me that's the mania main of, you know, the main, no, they're saying title. it's the SummerSlam match. Well, that doesn't make it. Well, I, I shouldn't say it doesn't make any sense because of course it makes sense that you would put the, the tag titles on someone and then completely ignore the tag titles. That would make all the sense in the world, actually. <laughs> but in, in a world where things go semi logically, it makes no sense at all for that to be the case. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, they're, at first I thought it was just a, um, one of those long game kind of teasers, but the, after they've done it three times now, it, it's pretty clear. And then, and then, I mean, of course I've seen, you know, Melter's proposed card or whatever, and that's on it, right? But before I saw that, uh, I feel like they've hinted at this enough that it made me feel like they're telling us something. Um, well, they, they've been telling the Raquel story for about a year now. I really thought that, uh, before Charlotte came in and took the title from Ronda, I really thought that that's the direction they were going for WrestleMania, that it was going to be Raquel beating Ronda at WrestleMania. So they think highly of Raquel. It's very clear they think highly of Raquel. I have absolutely no problem in theory with the idea of Rhea versus Raquel at SummerSlam. That's a, that's a huge match. It's not just a huge match. It's a, you know, kind of turning the page match. You know, finally, it's something without, you know, the the people who carried the division for much of the past five years. Um, so all for that, except for the fact that you're just, uh, I guess I shouldn't care that much about the women's tag titles. They've told us over and over. It doesn't matter. So what is it, you know, what's one more time? But, like, we can acknowledge that's stupid. I won't acknowledge it's stupid yet because if they do the thing where they defend them on SmackDown, then I'll give it a pass just because that's what they've been doing. They'll, they pick a title and whatever title it is, whether it's the U.S. title or the te- women's tag belts or the uh, the men's tag belts, they always seem to have a title match on the weekend of a pay-per-view on SmackDown. Um, so... While, you know, I would love them to defend every belt on every pay-per-view, that's just not what they do. Um, I can't think of the last time they've done it, including Night of Champions, right? Even yeah, Night of Champions? Been, I mean, I think every title was defended at WrestleMania over the two nights, I think. That's two nights, though. Like, right, you exactly. You can't, like, you can't use that as the base. I, I'm talking about, like, every other time when they have one show. And, and it seems like their shows have been around seven-ish matches, right? Yeah, no, um, I mean, you're, you're right. They don't tend to do it. It's just that they also. So, uh, that's the yeah. one pass I'll give them is they've created a standard that one title is saved for SmackDown, which is a really big SmackDown, right? The one before, uh, whatever, any, any of these pay-per-views, particularly, particularly, um, when they're overseas or something. Now, obviously this is in Detroit, so it's not the same thing, but I, that's the expectation they've created. Um, and so I'll, I'll, now, if they completely ignore it and that's not on there at all, then I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll I, I guess it. here's the question. How do you, I mean, the, cause that's, that's the, the thing they can tell about Raquel. She has to defend her tag belts the night before. Yeah. 
And I that would just be tricky to properly tell the Raquel Rhea story while also telling a tag team story. And but maybe the answer is it's not really a story. They just kind of have a match. Or and it's they're more they're, about Raquel overcoming yeah. the odds or whatever. Which um, whatever. Whatever, right? I mean listen. Speaking <laughs> of the tag titles, what did you and Glenn make of the uh Shayna promo last week? He didn't like it. He he thinks I mean I'm really generalizing here, but he basically had nothing good to say about any of it. Um, but we did point out how curious it is. So he thought it didn't make any sense. I went into the match saying, I, you know, I don't know if you, I can't remember what shows you're on and which ones you're not, but I feel like you were on the show when I said this, and maybe you weren't, but this depends when, when we were picking this. No, you weren't because it was picks. Yeah. I said, what happens in this match depends on a couple of things, right? I said, it depends on if that uh, Liv Morgan injury was real, mm-hmm. because we don't know what the plan really was for the tag belts, right? We knew that Sheena and Ronda wanted to be a tag team, but we also knew that that could just have been a plot device to get to where we are, right? Which is what it ended up being, right? But we don't know if that would have ended up with them winning the belts or not. So I don't know if the Liv Morgan injury was real. So that was that was part of me not knowing who to pick to win. And the other part of me that didn't know who to pick to win was, do they want to do Ronda Shane at SummerSlam? Which is what I said on the pick show. And inevitably, it feels like both of those things are true. Although we don't know if they still would have won the belts or not, even if the Liv Morgan injury wasn't real. Um, but we do know they want to do Ronda Shane at SummerSlam. Now, then... Once you say we want to do Ronda Shayna at SummerSlam, well, then you have the conundrum of who's the heel and who's the face, right? And they clearly made a decision that they need to sort of make Shayna the face because they know they can't get Ronda to be cheered. But it's awkward, right? I, I did really enjoy, and I said this last week, I thought I, I really liked what Shayna did. And I really hope that it helps her. I am skeptical because I think, and this Glenn pointed out, like it can't just be, well, we're cheering for her because we hate the other person. Because then as soon as that other person's not around, A, will the crowd still care? And B, will WWE care about Mm -hmm. her? Or is she just a device to get Ronda to leave WWE? Which is what it feels like, right? Sure. Um, Based on the reporting, that, the, the hard out, yeah, is the, is that Shayna's the last match, which makes a lot of sense. I get it. I just it felt very knee jerk, right? That they just all of a sudden um, pulled that trigger. It was awkward as hell. That's for sure. It was awkward as hell. You know, I did like her promo, but maybe well, that's and, just because I liked everything she said. Well, I'm glad that they're leaning into it. The fact that you know Shayna was going to get cheered through this. And they're not just going to do it and try to make Rhonda the, the grieved baby face against Heel Shayna, cause that was never going to work. So I give them credit for that. I also give them credit, and I've been saying this on this podcast for a while. We haven't seen it much on TV, but if you look at Shayna in other things, when you look at her on Up, Up, Down, Down, when you look at her at some of these backstage things, at some of the, the WWE 24s, the documentaries and stuff like that, Shayna has a personality. Shayna can talk. Shayna can be entertaining. And she just really hasn't had a chance to be that on TV. So if they let her be that, 
I'm intrigued on what it can be. Do I think that they will get it right? Do I think that they will really let her do that? Well, probably not. This is just kind of a guys go out, do your thing. You guys know each other, have fun. This is the last ride or whatever. And after it's over, they won't they won't know what to do and they won't let Shayna do the same thing that they're going to let her do over this next month. But I'm glad to see it for at least a temporary time. Yeah, I mean, like normally you would say and say what you know whatever you want to say about Ronda but beating her is still a big deal in a one-on-one match right like you can present it as a big deal because she's a big star and so i think that i would like to think this leads to a better positioning for Shayna Baszler because she deserves it she's done the work she's the real deal even if, like say what you want about Ronda Shayna's the real deal right like she ran NXT for the better part, what, a year, year and a half? Um, I just don't think they think that about her. You know, I think I, I really would. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like if they had seen it with her, we would. She's been on the main roster for what, two years, three Sheena? years. When did she uh, bite Becky Lynch? It was before COVID. Wasn't it? Or yeah. was it, was it, was it, it was it before COVID or was it like? No, it was, it was, it was leaning, it was leading into COVID. It was that 2020, you know, going into the 2020 year. Got it. So three years, basically. Yeah. Um, three and a half, really. Yeah. And, and like very rarely have they, you know, they've done all of the things they do with people that they don't know what to do with. They put her in random tag teams. Um, they've had her in sort of like jokey storyline things, you know, like, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I do, I, I'm, I, you know, Glenn and I differ. I am excited to see this match. I do think they're going to beat the living shit out of each other. That knee strike on Raw was insane. <laughs> like the and fact and that, you, you know that Ronda will kill herself to put Shayna over too. Oh, well, they'll kill each other. They'll, I mean, they'll like, kill, the, but, yeah. but that's the thing is like, you know, we've seen it with Rhonda where she doesn't care, where she's not, you know, really into she it. She very or much whatever. cares about Shayna, right? She she wants to make sure this goes well, and that excites me. Yeah. Now, what, will they take advantage of it afterwards? I doubt it. Well, here's another interesting thing. You know, in light of knowing that that's a match at SummerSlam, if you go off of what Dave Meltzer proposes the the card so far to be, and this very well could be the final card because it's eight matches. It's very interesting because, okay, so all these matches are very real. Based on what you're seeing, none of this is a leap, okay? I'm going to read these to you. None of this is a leap. If you're watching the show, this all makes perfect sense. It's what they're sort of showing you right now. And it's 50% women's matches, by the way, which is really interesting. Um, so you've got Roman J. You've got Cody Brock. You've got Ronda Shayna. Gunther Drew McIntyre. Logan Paul, Ricochet, Oscar, Charlotte, Bianca, Rhea, Raquel, Trish, and Becky. I mean, that's a card. I, Have I they ever wonder... had four women's matches? They had to at some point. Are you taking out Manias? Again, you can't count. Well, no, I'm even talking. I'm talking about in one night, like uh, even one night. I feel like they might have in one night, like Maybe especially out like an Andre. Yeah. Like situation. Well, especially if you can't, um, 
shoot, which the the Dallas one where you also had like the total Tevas match and you had like there were like oh, at least yeah. three in that one. But I the the point being, yes, it would be something. Um I feel like there has to be something for Kevin and Sammy to do on the card. Um You would hope so. I mean like, I, like, there like better I, be. I mean Edge is still around, right? There's no there's no Seth Rollins match yet. Um, so, so a couple of those things oh, need yeah, to be Seth sorted has, out. Seth has to have a match. <laughs> no, but again, I just proved my point about the belt because you didn't even notice that there was no match for that belt. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I, I, by the way, I never fought you over where the belt stands right I now. I know. I'm just being sassy. But, um, um, which by the way, is it a triple threat? The Seth Rollins match? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. very, very much could be. Like, it's not just a, a straight rematch, right? Um, we talked about this last week. We feel like, I think I agreed with, with Glenn that the best thing to do would be just to do Finn again because Finn did get quote unquote cheated. I mean, like you could make the argument that that wasn't really a legitimate ending, um, to that match. So in theory, Finn should get a rematch. Um, and then it's more intriguing. I, I think it's weirder if you have the briefcase winner being a triple threat. Of course, it's, I mean, we, we had it before and it worked out. Not, you know, you had that Brock Cena Seth triple threat match. That was one of the best matches of the decade. Did, did he, he, he had the briefcase? Oh, yeah. oh yep. okay. Cause, cause the talk going in was, well, shoot, what if they did the match and then Seth cashed in after the match? They didn't the do match? something weird that said he couldn't cash in or something, did nope. they? Okay. Nope. Nope, okay. nope, nope, that, that, cause that was the big conversation, especially when, um, you know, people started booing Roman a little bit. They were like, oh shit, are they going to do, you do this, you have him cash in, then Roman wins, and we're not nearly as mad because it's Seth versus Roman for the title as it would be if it was Roman versus Brock. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I, I like the idea of him dangling out there a little bit better than him being in the match, but with the story you're telling, he kind of has to be in the match, right? Well, and that's the thing is like, I understand the idea about the straight rematch and I, I and the idea of Damien just being at ringside with the briefcase ready to cash in at any point. Sort of like remember that uh, Brock Roman match with Braun yeah. just hanging out on the outside, yeah. like that that really made the match and made the match interesting. I just I can't. Not that I, there's any real world where I could buy Finn winning, but I can't buy Finn winning in the one-on-one where I guess I could buy him winning in a triple threat match. And then you have the, how is this going to go down? How hard is Damian Priest going to try in the triple threat match? That sort of thing. The only thing that's tricky. But what, so you're saying Finn wins the triple threat? I, I don't think it would happen, but I could see that being a world where I couldn't really see a world where so that Finn, if he if he wins, does he immediately get cashed in on? And and I guess that's how you could also do it. Would be, you know, that's how you tell the story is. Well, maybe he could win because that would just be even more interesting. I f- I feel like. If you do that, you're creating a Seth Rollins problem then, right? Because then Seth got cheated out of the belt, and then you have to have this continue. And and do you really want to continue all the way into the fall with Seth Rollins and the Judgment Day? 
I have no idea. <laughs> like the the whole, I I don't know what this is leading to. It's why, by the way, the idea of Damian Priest cashing in on a Jey Uso is, I think, a lot cleaner. Because right now it is really, really messy on the whole thing. And it's why, actually, it's something I want to talk about with the Judgment Day is how sustainable is this? Like, you're, you're, you're putting a time bomb in the Judgment Day, but at the same time telling us the Judgment Day is one of the most important things in WWE. It's a little bit weird. But you also have the history of the Judgment Day switching leaders before, right? Yeah, you do. Glenn, what do so- you think? I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh my but, god, look who it is. What 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 is going on here? What are you what who are you guys? Who is this other guy that's on this show? Uh, we, we actually I, I we we already broke the rule. I said the new rule was only two people on. So yeah, we, we, we already we, broke we, and we've already established that I am the constant. Oh, is that is that where we are now? That's, that's where good. we are. I'm that's actually going to be away again in 2 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the constant. There you go. There you go. What are you guys talking about? Well, we, we were talking about how you set up the the, ti- the Raw title match, what World Heavyweight title match, whether it's a singles match between Seth and Finn with Damien on the outside, whether it's a triple threat. And then it kind of also led into, you know, the Judgment Day right now is basically outside of the bloodline, the most important thing in WWE. Yeah. And they've, all, they've just inserted this ticking time bomb into the Judgment Day at all as well. And how do they navigate that going forward? So, you know, you say that they're the most important thing that's going on in WWE. And I saw the thing about the um, the sales. But, you know, let's not pretend like Cody Rhodes is dead. No, right? but at we the might, same time, they're getting, yeah. they're, they're getting the most screen time on Raw. And they're on NXT, I guess, multiple weeks now. So I, I have to be honest with you. I've not watched NXT. I, I apologize so, to everybody. I haven't watched NXT. No, I haven't well, but, but basically. Tell, tell, tell the, you can tell them the thing about them on NXT. It's not that much of a... Yeah, no, it's not, but, but they opened NXT. They <laughs> beat Carmelo and Trick uh, in the main event. And it's Dom versus Wesley next week. Yeah, but that's gimmicks. I mean, that's, you know... It, it's like, gimmicks, but they're doing gimmicks with them. Much. They're doing, you know, again, they're putting them on multiple shows. I understand that, giving guys, of... Baron Corbin was on multiple shows. Let's, let, you know, come on. Let's, but, let's... but he wasn't getting the most screen time well, on Raw. Baron Corbin's still on NXT, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're doing that weird... Uh, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> so, okay, a, a couple of thoughts on this. We admittedly had the same problem last week, Aaron. We were trying to figure out what the championship is because it feels like it it has to just be a rematch with Finn. And the question is, why do that unless Finn is winning? Like, what is the point of doing back-to-back matches if he's going to lose? So, as we said last week, it seems telegraphed, right? You have Finn win and then you have Damian Priest cash in, except for the fact that you can't do that now because you've already sowed the seeds of doubt. So, the only way to pull that off is to somehow, at this point, make it seem like they're they're cool again. And unless NXT started setting the the tone for that, um, I don't see how you're doing that, especially in the summer when not as many people are watching. Although I guess the ratings have been good recently. Um, I, I don't I, I don't have the answer. The answer isn't putting Damian in the championship match. So the nuclear option sort of ultimately becomes. That as those two are infighting, Dom sweeps in and gets the title shot and you completely blow up the Judgment Day in the process. Oh, God. <laughs> they don't really seem to want to do that. Right. Um, so I, I don't have a correct answer here by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think even, frankly, that there's a good answer to this question. I, I will say that I thought it was interesting on Raw 
Um, I think I saw a report. Remember, Brandon, we were talking a couple weeks ago about how odd it is there were so many – like why I did not care as much as other people about the idea of doing a Ronda versus Shayna match. And we started walking through and we're like, look at how many like women's matches they'd be setting up, and that sounds good. But at the cost of what? And well, By the way, we just talked about uh, the proposed SummerSlam card currently with eight yeah. matches is 50% women's matches. And again, I'm not – like that I don't think is a bad thing. I want to make that abundantly clear. It's not bad that there's so many women's matches. It's that I wish I cared about Ronda versus Shayna. I don't, and I never will, and you're not going to get me to – I don't think that's compelling – um, I think it's something that I want to be compelling and the story is compelling, but the performers are not compelling to me. And that's why I'm not interested in it. And then when you when I see that report, I'm reminded that Kevin and Sammy weren't on the last mm-hmm. pay-per-view. We were just talking about gonna, that, too. And they're not going to be on this pay-per-view. That's a problem. Um, That doesn't work. What's going on there? And when and there's that, eight, by the way, there's eight matches laid out, and none of which include Seth Rollins at this current moment. Correct. There's no championship match. Exactly right. Um, so, I, you know, I I think they've got a mess, and I I don't have like there's so many layers to the problem. And again, it's let me make this clear. There there have been much bigger problems that WWE has dealt with. Like that, their issue now is they've done enough compelling things that we want all these people there. And they're not figuring out a way to make that happen and give us something that we want. That's a better problem to have than I don't want these people. They've set up too many storylines now. (laughs) (laughs) We care about too many people. By the way, L.A. Knight not on that card either. Well, L.A. Knight is not even on television. Right. (laughs) And and we we went through we went through that already. Yeah. I mean, L.A. Knight's not involved. It's why, you know, as I tried telling you guys, I never saw the idea of L.A. Knight being the Money in the Bank winner. I don't know what they think. I still don't know what they think L.A. Knight is. And we can all keep yelling and screaming about millions of views. And I understand that. But nothing that they've done suggests that they believe in L.A. Knight in any way. And nothing they've done on, as we pointed out before, nothing they've done on screen says that, but everything they've done on social media and outside of the on screen. I hear you, but the, yeah. at some it's point, weird. That's it's a, a weird left bit. hand thing. It's, it's, and that, and I said that as well. It's like, we know that sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Correct. Um, and, and look, again, all of these, the, what we're talking about is we like all of these people and we want them all to be involved. And that is, so much better than say what's going on like in AEW at the moment. Although again, I didn't watch you know tonight's show, so maybe something particularly compelling happened, and there's good things going on. It's it's a great problem to have, but it's still a problem. Ultimately, I won't be surprised at all when the championship match is Dom. Like I won't be even remotely surprised. <laughs> there, were, there were reports that said that that was. Could <laughs> you imagine if Dom is in a title match at SummerSlam? I mean, can I? Of course I can. Well, well, well especially <laughs> with – no, here's the thing. I'm, I don't want to go as far to say that this makes it okay because I don't want to say that. But with Damian Priest holding the money in the bank briefcase, it it doesn't make it okay, but it, like, makes it more of a – like, if this no. was if this was payback, no. I would hear it more. Well, sure. SummerSlam. Yes, that's the thing. If he was in payback, if Dom had a title match at payback, it makes wrestling sense. The problem is it's at SummerSlam, right? Right. Like if that was on Raw or something, then you'd be like, oh, this makes total sense, you know? 100%. Did they they ever get that match going? I can't remember. I'll be honest honest. with you. Wait, wait, which match? Dom versus Seth? Dom, Seth. 
I, I got to be honest with you. Well, he, fought, he fought him last Monday, and um, Damian Priest got him disqualified. And then they tried to do something else, and it turned into a six-man tag, right? Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a really quick thing, and then the six-man tag. So he kind of still owes him a match. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, Not at it's, SummerSlam. Okay, but at this point, how many we're, – we're two weeks away, something like that? Three Raws, I think, yeah. I mean – why this is the goofy part i am in i should i'm not defending it because there's no justification for dom mysterio ever being in a championship <laughs> match but i guess what i'm saying is listen this point, put some respect on dirty dom's name thank you dirty dom 100 percent. at <laughs> this point what else are you doing like if you're just doing finn for the sake of doing finn that fine but there's no justification in having finn just lose consecutive pay-per-view championship matches that doesn't make any sense and the only reason to have him win is to run into like i I can't i can't work this out to justify it in in any way you can't let the guy that's holding the briefcase just be the number one contender that doesn't make sense like well unless you unless you do it where seth is like i i'd rather have you in the match than prowling around with the briefcase you, you can just have him say that. Okay, but he still gets to have the briefcase afterwards. He does. But I mean, but as I was saying, it's not the first time we've seen the Money in the Bank briefcase holder have a title match. I don't remember what you're referring to, but you well, can... so specifically, I'm referring to the Seth Rollins, John Cena, Brock Lesnar triple threat match. That was awesome. One of the matches of the decade, and where yeah, we were course. all spec, we were all speculating. Oh, could we do it where they all kill each other and then? Seth loses, but cashes in at the end. There have been a couple of Edge had a couple title matches during his first one. So it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I just don't, whether it's the first time or not, I don't like it. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> like what, what are you doing? Um, you don't, you don't need that. That feels like we don't know what else to do. So we're just going to force something that's unnecessary. And, but I think that's where they're at right now. They don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, Look, could it happen? Yeah, sure, it could happen. But let's also, again, going back to the same thing, while while they seem to treat L.A. Knight one way, they certainly treat Dominic Mysterio another way. And so I'm just – I'm not going to be remotely surprised when it's Dominic Mysterio at SummerSlam. I, I'm not. Like, it – I mean, as, so by the way, as weird as this is to say, Finn and Dom are almost interchangeable at this point because the story is what is Damien doing on the outside. No, because no, because it, they're not interchangeable because Finn Balor has a specific gripe with Damian Priest. And the secondary part is they don't hate Finn Balor. People don't hate Finn Balor the way they hate Dominic Mysterio. Yes. So it's a it is a different story Fair. when it's Dominic Mysterio. Fair. Yeah. Am I supposed to lead now? Because I don't know what you guys have talked about. So uh, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we were sort of is, in the quick, the quick. Yeah, quick we were in quicker. So we've already show. covered the bloodline. We've already covered some fantasy booking, with, you know, from different things. We're kind of just especially I'm on. Just talk about the next in line. What do you mean? What Cody said in the promo. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't. We didn't I, talk yeah. about that story of the week. Like the it, it, and it's and it's odd. Because I don't really know. Everyone's taking from it that they're like announcing it's Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania, which like, you know, I I think I think that it's going to be Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. again, the good news being 
as I said before, you can get both of these things right. Like you have the opportunity to. Do I believe you're going to? This week I'm I'm back down from wherever I was, 51, 49. I'm back down to like 41% belief that they'll <laughs> actually get the first part right. Um and I and I'm I'm more like the more they tease solo, the more that it makes me think that they ultimately still think there's that part of this they have to do, which they absolutely don't. Um, but that was fascinating to me because next in line would mean like next in not line, main, not yeah. What, which is why actually it's something we had talked about really briefly tangentially is that if this is leading to Cody versus Roman. What if you had, what if you burned the Cody Seth match and had Seth win? Brandon mentioned said, that. Yeah. yeah. When? Like July in the, the next, so, or sometime in the next few months and over the fall. I mean, but the problem is there's, the fall doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, No, that's exactly why you can do it. Yeah. I mean, you say you can do it, but I would argue the opposite, which is it, you shouldn't do it. That's the thing that's lingering shouldn't just be buried in the fall. Now, part of the problem is we're talking about just essentially punting the entirety of the fall, which is not, you can't do that as much. Well, as that's well, the, the thing is that if we're saying that the conclusion is Cody over Roman at WrestleMania, yes. If we want to have that Seth thing tied up in any sort of way, but you have Seth to almost wins. Is it really tied up? Yeah, because it, now it could be more of a respect thing. Cause he's not, they don't, you know, they're not, they're not, he's not a heel. I hear you, know? you, but it's tough to have Seth win and then say Cody's next in line. Right? No, because <laughs> you have to do other things. No, but, the but, rumble, but that, he does but whatever, that's, you know. That's Cody's rock bottom, basically. And then he spends the next few months. By the way, we're also ignoring the fact that something else entirely could just interrupt him from being next in line, just like Brock Lesnar did. Sure. Cause that's, that's what that sure. was too. Right? It's a weird thing. They were, they were trying to sell that. Like the way that he repeated it twice at the end of the promo, they wanted that next in line. Which again, we know is and then Randy big, Orton yeah. jumps out and RKO. But him. but does Glenn sound weird to you, uh, Brandon? Yeah, very weird. Yeah. Okay, I was making sure it just wasn't my computer. What's going on? You're you're sounding very garbled. All right. Um, I don't know. We'll reset. See Almost like you're like laying right next to the microphone or something. I I nothing has changed. All right, okay. you sound better. Sounds now. better now. Okay. I don't um, know. But yeah, I mean, or it could, I mean, look, the idea of him saying I'm next, I'm next, and something keeps jumping in his way, that I, there's something to that. I think Goldberg, that. Goldberg, say it, just say it. It's Goldberg. <laughs> well, I it's mean, thing. you you definitely could do that. I don't think he should, but you could. I mean, like, listen, we still don't know what the deal is with Randy Orton. That's the natural one, right? Um, But it could be Goldberg. I mean, God. No. It's not Goldberg. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, what else could it be? That's that that is good. <laughs> Where's Lashley been? Ah, you mm. got that. Okay, that's a thing. I'm listening. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that. It, you know, as a detour. Yeah. Well, no, not not as yeah as a detour as another three month detour. I, I I do I, I do appreciate the effort they're putting into 
have him do something important that doesn't have the belt involved. <laughs> because you kind of get three main events out of it, right? Like, or sure. if not more. Yeah. If not I mean, more, if you're counting, it, you know. Look, Co- Cody Brock match. is way more important than the title match. Well, that title match for sure. Well, yeah, that, I meant the Raw title match, yes. We we didn't get to talk about it because you weren't here, but Glenn and I talked about how I, I specifically brought up your point about the Intercontinental title, and then they did what they did <laughs> Money in the Bank. <laughs> you know how you were saying the Intercontinental title feels bigger mm-hmm. than Seth's yeah. title? You yeah. literally have a world title contender come out to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. confront Gunther. It's like it's a big match. I'm happy about it. It's just a little weird that we had kind of all agreed that the last time we saw Drew McIntyre, he's not the guy we wanted to win. We wanted Sheamus to win, and then Drew McIntyre comes back and we're like, okay. Yeah, but the Drew crowd McIntyre. does want him to win. I mean, we 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 have to keep coming back to say it worked immediately. Like, no, no, no the, but that no. When I say it's funny, I mean like it's kind of funny that the last time the crowd definitely wanted Sheamus more, but it's funny. Yeah, um, but like if if Sheamus wasn't in that match, that it wouldn't have been a thing. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it was it. Just I'm yeah. just pointing that. It, out. It's interesting. Yes. Um, what else so, happened on Raw? I'm trying to think here. Well, well, no, we haven't mentioned this, and I do want to make sure we mention it because I do love it. The uh, Maxine Dupree stuff. Oh. I've been meaning to talk about Maxine Dupree for two months now because ever since she started coming out there and like the very first time she kind of half-heartedly put up the the peace sign was it, it's been tremendous the whole way through. Are, it's been are, awesome. we, really not, are we really not going to talk about it? Talk like, about it's a direct ripoff of Chase U. Oh, it is a it is kind of a direct oh, yeah. ripoff of it's Chase U. Like awkward how much it's just well, them she, Well she's Chase not U. a ripoff of Chase U. The concept of what they're doing is a ripoff of Chase U. Uh, yeah. She's she she's something else completely. I, I I can't even describe but it's it's this was a complete accident, by the way, because they were what they were trying oh, no, to yeah, do no. it, is it do something accident. with Otis and the models. And then they realized Oh no, Chad Gable is too good. <laughs> you know, somebody was like, okay, Chad, of all these five people, they need him to lead all these segments, basically, right? Like he's kind of the the yes. ringleader for all of this because he's the only one that can. I don't, I'm not going to say can, but he's the only one that's been proven but to be able to because he's tremendous and he's the reason he was our Jobby Award winner. Yes, yeah. he's outstanding. He's wonderful. But again, in fact, like, he's he's made us look even smarter by picking him as Jobs. Phenomenal. But like it, it, the point is, this is uncomfortable. Like it's <laughs> awkward. They're they're if the idea of the new NXT was to roll out characters and try and then them, rip them off. <laughs> I don't think that should be the way that it goes. And you know, you could say it's already a little bit awkward that they, 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 they just took Electra Lopez out of, um, Legato and threw in Zelina Vega. Like that was already weird to just completely rip off a gimmick and, and pretend like, like how do you, how do you go on NXT? Like again, I mean, I mean to, to, by the way, to be fair though, like they've been called the Alpha Academy 
since 2020. But, but they never did anything like this with no, it. No, the graduation segment all. was a complete rip. Yeah, the, and that was the thing. And that's the first time where it really felt like it because everything else, it's been different. Yes. It was more of an odd couple thing than Correct. that. But yes, the graduation segment was utter and complete ripoff of JC. You're going to get it. This is pro wrestling. But if it's just the one segment, though, and it's not their entire gimmick, then it's fine. I guess because they've had other segments that have ripped off that you know what I mean like if I, I know but it's also adding in the element of the female performer that we didn't know if it was if she was good enough I mean it's the like, only difference is I feel like this is like the hot chick that was too good for everybody that has been brought into the I, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you that there aren't subtle differences, but like the it's the breakfast club versus whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's, it's, it's the same thing to the point that it was awkward watching it. Cause I don't know how they just go back to doing chase you. Like I don't, (laughs) it's, it's very weird, man. It's very weird. I mean, they, they I mean, I I was going to say, I won't go as far as to say, I don't know how they go back and do chase you. I mean, the, 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 the gimmick is not the same. It's that a, segment it's was not the same. That segment was the same as a segment they did, but like they don't come out and say they're part of a college and you know they're they're training. Like, what are you graduating from? Their pro their training program or whatever. Okay. Like I don't know. She's an official member. I don't I don't know whatever bullshit thing they made up to make it different. And I'm not again not telling you that it's the guys. It's not named. Um, you know, Gable you. Gable you. Right <laughs> well, they had the name first. That's fine. They never did anything <laughs> with it. No, they just, I mean, he trained on it, Otis. Oh, well, That's they it. did, no, wait, they did, didn't they do an Otis? Yeah, no, it was, it was, no, it, oh, yeah, they did do an Otis graduation. They did an Otis graduation segment too. Yeah, but it was also when they were heels. This is the okay. Now we're really splitting. No, no, we're not. (laughs) The face concept of taking on a female, lifting her up, telling her she's good enough within your school is exactly what they just (laughs) did. It's exactly the same. (laughs) Like they happen to both be blondes, two blonde white women, (laughs) like. Well, but that, that's half the WWE roster. Let's I be understand. Honest. That's true. Too. You're <laughs> yeah, not yeah. wrong about that. You're not wrong. Remember the one year at the Royal Rumble where the first it, five women. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you couldn't possibly bring Chase U up to the main roster right now because it would well, be. I I, I don't think they are entirely too similar. But that's the thing, though. Like, I think Chase U lives in NXT. I I have no illusions I, that Chase U is ever making a main so roster appearance. Right, but then what was the point of creating the characters? Oh wait, actually. Because to live on NXT. Yeah, I'll give you another Forever, thing. Forever, all of them? I'll give you another thing you didn't say, Glenn, to, that makes it worse. The jackets. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That actually makes it a lot worse. Yes, the jacket was the, is the main. Without the jacket, it's all it's all like a, it's a stretch to call it a ripoff. The jacket is what make, gives Glenn his point. Dude. Uh, by the way, to to say, I don't think Andre Chase ever makes the main roster. I think Dia uh, Hale, like Duke Hudson, Dia Hale's a superstar. No, Dia Andre, Hale's a superstar. Hold, hold on a second. Uh, you're telling me you don't think Andre Chase could be our truth? He could be, but I, no. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, for yeah, yeah. How dare you? You know what whoa. I mean by that? No, but he I don't even mean this. Akira Tozawa. He could be. With all due respect, 
Uh, Andre Chase is is a nice performer. Andre Chase is not in the realm of our truth. I, I mean, the way they use, like, he could be the guy, like, Akira Tozawa guy. He could be a Chad Gable. He could be a... I guess the question know. I would ask is, why invest this much time? Like, why have someone well, because, because do this they, for... How long I, are we talking about? A year and a half? For who, Andre Chase? Yeah. Because I, I think they view him as a player coach in NXT. A guy who's been around the indies for a while, a guy who's a nice hand, who can really help the people, especially, you know, leaning into these newer wrestlers. A guy I who's don't great. Think to- they brought in a, a guy who was at the time 32 years old to be a nice hand. I mean, like, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who's 32 years old and who had, what, a 14 year career? Like, he's been around for That's ever. fine, but he fit exactly what they were looking for in let's get a little bit younger. Like, let's stop bringing in 38-year-olds. Like, let's stop doing that. I'm not saying that I think Andre Chase is a future champion, but I think it's insane that they almost immediately in the infancy of the new NXT, like, force-fed Chase U and Andre Chase down the throat to invest two years into something that you don't think is a thing is baffling to me i i I think they view it as a thing on nxt but like i i get it i get what you're saying what are you doing they i think i think i think they're i think they're tone deaf enough to bring this up anyway i really do like if you're saying that you think this is this segment well i think they think everyone will forget about this and that they'll just bring up chase you when they're ready I really do. Well, that, that might be the case. I don't know, but I'm still trying to go back to. I, I wouldn't well, even put it past merging on. the two. I'm trying to figure out what Aaron is trying to say. You think that they created a new NXT, which singular purpose was to get younger, find new stars, and not just always bring in 40 year old retreads. But they purposely picked this person to be someone that only exists on NXT when they could have done that with everybody that they had on NXT before. I think that. Well, wait, you, you, you left out the part where they do kind of like these middle thirties guys to be player trainers, right? And, and, and if you're being a player trainer, your purpose is sort of to stay at NXT because you're training all those people, but it's, but it's good to be a relevant television character as well. So you can work with them on TV. Tell me who that is. Well, they wanted, um, uh, who was the guy who left that they wanted to do that? Um, Oh, shoot. I mean, how many people Roddy, like? Sure, no, they wanted Adam like, Cole to be a manager on the main roster. Originally, Gargano was supposed to be that. But Gargano's from the old guard. Tell I me mean, who, since they changed over what NXT is supposed right. to be, fits this. Andre Chase. That you. No, but they, they, but they signed. But they signed. Head. But they signed him under the old guard. But they didn't put him on TV. He was only on TV in the new version of NXT when they made very clear what they were doing with NXT. But I think that, by the way, I think Joe Gacy might be that. Yeah, he, uh, I was going to say, he wasn't really on TV either. Joe, I think, I think Joe, you're talking about these guys. I think it's Andre Chase and Joe Gacy. You're just, these are the, you're telling me what your opinion is. Yes, I'm happen. saying my you're opinion. You're not presenting me any <laughs> Not a single person. That actually fits this. Just, I think it might. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't have the absolute proof that neither Andre Chase or Joe Gacy will ever be call- called up to the main roster. 
I believe that Joe Gacy and Andre Chase will not be called up to the main roster. I, I, I think that they will be released if they don't think they're good enough. I, I don't, I, I, I think it's insane. Like, I, I think that what, if what you're saying, if there's a modicum of truth to it, they should burn the whole place down. There is no point to this. There is no need to do what they did to NXT. They could just have Chris Hero be this guy for forever. They didn't need to get younger versions of people that could just be in NXT for forever. That's nonsense. I, like, I, I'm befuddled by but it. But isn't it the same as minor league baseball? Like, you kind of have you have lifers there, right? Yeah, you, you have the traveling not catchers. Guys, yeah. Not guys that sign up for it. Well, I'm sure he doesn't want to be a lifer, but I'm sure if he, but if he, if I mean, again, Aaron's pointed out like a guy like this, 14 year veteran, like maybe he doesn't think it'll ever happen. He's a veteran that's 40 years old. Like this is, it's a completely different concept. Maybe he's trying to prove them wrong. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's foreign to to suggest that they would want guys like that that just kind of are there can there be a TV no character. There was no need to rip up and go with all entirely. Well, new no, because but, but they're not going to do nothing but those guys. It's just that I think it's insane to suggest they can't have one or two of them. Just because they have one or two doesn't mean that their goal in ripping up NXT isn't still intact. They have all these other twenty somethings down there, but they need people that can work with those people. Yes, have you Drew Gulak there. Have somebody that you've already and they do, but <laughs> yeah, Drew Gulak's another one. We can't no, wrestle all fifteen people. Drew Gulak is the guy. We understand what his role is. We get the concept. It's insane to hire a thirty-two-year-old and say you're just going to be this. That's all we're going to see you as, and put that much investment and that much television time. If again, you don't remember, the thirty-two-year-old was hired before that was the case, and you could release him like they did everybody else. They chose to put him on TV and make a star out of him. They chose that. After I mean, did they really release everybody else? Yes. What are, am I living in? Am I taking crazy pills? Well, they moved some of the guys up to the main role. I mean, they. <laughs> Champa, they didn't really, you know. It's a bizarro world, man. Bizarro world. I. I, I, I Drew Hudson was there before. He's 33. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, Thea Hale's a star, but she's not going up to the main roster anytime soon. But she's still a star. I mean, you say that. Like, I mean, she's still only 19, right? But, but the. Oh, she. That doesn't mean anything. She's the perfect person for them to find someone. Like, if their ideal is to get 20 years out of people. You couldn't have a better option than Thea Hale. Now, again, there's no need for her to go up next week, but by WrestleMania? Absolutely. I'll take that bet. <laughs> I'm not, not betting it. I'm saying she could. I mean, keep, a, keep in mind. If, I if mean, they, they did they did <clears throat> have a policy that no one under 21 could be on the main roster. Now, they they can change that anytime they want, and they might have Is changed that, a, right. how, that how, was why Paige didn't go up until right after her 21st birthday. Okay, but that's also more than a decade ago now. I understand, but at least in it was in place at some point. No one under twenty one could be on the main roster. Well, right. again, they could have but changed it. They but. also clearly had a problem with the way that the system was working, and we've debated this ad nauseum. Where like I didn't like what they did to NXT, but I understood the problem they were facing. 
Like I understood that they wanted to get more time out of their stars. They wanted to create a star and not have them for three years. They didn't want to have the LA Knight problem where we're all barking that LA Knight should be a top star and LA Knight's 40, right? Like they didn't want that. They wanted to have people that could be Randy Orton. They have the biggest opportunity to have a female Randy Orton right in front of them. Like she's a star. She is everything that you could possibly ask for. Why wait? Because you don't want to mess it up. Like that, that could be the answer. Because they want to steal her gimmick. Isn't a thing. Yeah, because they want to steal her gimmick. (laughs) Jesus. I don't understand anything. That would be a great. If all of a sudden she turns into like just completely rips off the gimmick entirely, starts going crazy, being just like the ultimate energy person. I did, but going, but going back to what started all this shit to begin with, I did love Maxine Dupree, Dupree trying to do the worm. <laughs> that was that was just great television. The it segment was. this week wasn't as good, but the previous couple of weeks, and and I love her singlet. The <laughs> shoe singlet. Yes. <sighs> it's good that. What else in a row? Um, I'm trying to think, like they they did the Trish thing. Like, the, Zoe uh, getting the win over Becky was, yeah, know, impressive. That was, that was something. What does that do to what you're trying to do, though? Because I mean, was it? It wasn't really that underhanded, was it? I mean, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was underhanded enough. Um, we kicked off the feud of the century uh, with Logan Paul and Ricochet. Cool. <laughs> it, it went as exactly as I predicted. That I, by the Logan way, I love Paul who can't eat anyone alive on the microphone. Ate Ricochet alive on the microphone. Well, I, I love how the, how his whole wait, promo. Wait, 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 wait. Was... I'm gonna step in. He did not eat him alive. <laughs> Ricochet's not good, but don't pretend like Logan Paul was any good either. Well, no, I... but he makes him look better. I feel I <laughs> I, I still contend that <laughs> Ricochet's poor mic skills make Logan Paul look better. But I, the whole thing is they those two guys don't need to be talking that. Well, that's that, that's the better point. The better point <laughs> is it's all so bad that it doesn't help anyone. Like it definitely doesn't help Logan Paul in any way. He's he's not good at this either. Like he's somehow he's the guy we're supposed to hate, and he's still not good at that. Like, well, I, I my my favorite part was he spent the whole time talking about how Ricochet was just a highlight. He's just a gif. He's just a Twitter video. So Ricochet flips in front of him and proves him right that that's all he is. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said for that. Uh, um, yeah, the match will be good. I mean, we know that. <laughs> It'll be fun. Glenn, aren't you I'm, looking forward to that one? I mean, I don't know what you want me to say here. <laughs> been through this. Um, uh, let's see. Was it was there anything else from Raw or SmackDown? Oh, Grayson Waller Edge. Yeah. Good match. Was, it is. It was. It was cool. You know, like it was. It created kind of a moment. Um. I. I. I don't. I don't really know if it, it it feels like it's just a thing that happened. The shame is it sets up for 
you should do it again and let Grayson Waller win. Yeah. Sure. Of course you should. Did you say unfortunately? Well, because he says unfortunately because it sets up and they're not going to do it. Oh, I thought you meant like unfortunately you don't want to see it kind of thing. No, I mean I I I think they should do it now. Maybe they will. I don't. Again, we're we're running into the conversation about how many people can you get on the SummerSlam card. Well, I, if it happened, it would be a pay backlash. It, it's such a weird world where, like, that's a we're we're gonna throw Edge. Edge isn't gonna be at SummerSlam, but he'll be a pay backlash. I but as you said, are hey, you I'm going to pay backlash, ma- so are, I'll be happy with that. Are, are you having eleven matches at SummerSlam? <sighs> I, I don't listen. You're up to eight. You could do ten. Okay, but I also is it impossible that they don't move something like it, it, this goes back to what we talked about before, where like they Wait, could just let's, decide. Let's let's run down the card, okay? Well, Quick, quickly, currently twelve like, fifteen, and I I, I don't. I, yeah. No, I'm just gonna the matches, and then you tell me which one you move. Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes, Brock, Ronda, Shayna, that Gunther, one. Well, you're not moving that one. So you're not moving that one. Yeah, you, keep, keep going. You say you're not moving Gun- that one. They're, no they're not moving that one. Go ahead. Gunther Drew. Not moving it. Go. Logan Paul Ricochet. Not moving it. Go. Oscar Charlotte Bianca. Not moving it. Rhea Raquel. They could move it. Trish Becky. Can't move it. So, I mean, it, it would be replacing Rhea Raquel. So, so hang on. Remember when you say they're not moving any of those things? Like, the, yes, I, d- I do agree with you that the most movable is Rhea Raquel, but I would go a step beyond that. You never know when they think that doing a favor to Fox. Yeah, but is hold on. Hold, but hold on. That's without Seth on the card. That's without Kevin and Sammy, and that's without Edge. Right. And, well, Kevin and Sammy scream SmackDown. Yeah, but you just did that. Like, you just did that. Um, which doesn't mean that you can't do it again, but it's a problem. I didn't would... they just do it with, uh, I mean, not that it matters that much, but Austin Theory's not on this either. Well, they, that, they don't care about Austin Theory. Yeah, that's not a, that, but, like, they, that... but they did just do that with him too. But that's fine, but, but, but Austin they Theory don't might care not even have a match that weekend. Yeah, like, that's not a problem if Austin Theory is not on SummerSlam. It's a I, I problem think, if I, th- I think you're going to get Austin Theory LA night. I, I, I think that's going to But again, are you going to have 17? Is, is this a two-night SummerSlam? Well, no, it can't be because they didn't sell tickets for that. Like, that's... Right. Um, They're going to do SummerSlam SmackDown. Well, but they could do that. And that is... Well, like, they they will do they, that. I think. They absolutely could do that, 100%. Um. And they can do SummerSlam Raw, and they can do whatever they want to do because nothing matters anymore. But SummerSlam NXT. Yeah, they won't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> they have some standards, damn it. Are you, are you guys going to talk about AEW? Because I haven't watched AEW, so we have uh, None of us have watched it. I mean, oh, I, none I, of us watched. It. Yeah, I, I saw one tweet about it. But, okay, well that's yeah. that's good for our pro wrestling show. Well, it, it, it happened on a Wednesday, so it, it happens sometimes. We were just going to bitch about it. We were just going to bitch about it anyway, so. Right. There's no doubt that it's not good. That's that's definitely part of the problem. But, hey, so, they, yeah. had, they had slightly more people watch Collision this week, so. There we go. We got that Collision done. was good. Collision was actually decent, but. If you say so. It stood out for me in absolutely zero ways. It was, it was good matches, but yes. I, it's okay. always good matches, but yes. Go ahead. Anything else WWE wise you want to talk about? I got nothing. I got yeah, nothing. we're we're already about two hours in, so. Jesus. Wow. Why? Why? Oh, why? Honestly, I've only we been were... here for like twenty minutes. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> well, honestly, that was a problem. I think we were starting to slowly wrap up, and then you came on and had another half hour of the show. <laughs> no, we should we should we should tell Glenn the uh the one thing from NXT or from AEW that he'll be super excited about. The 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 members of the team. Do you want to know who they are? Oh God, go ahead. Oh, wait, well, you 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 probably know who the elite person is. They've been screaming who the elite person is. I don't know. Just tell me. Kota Ibushi for the elite. Uh, but know. wait till you hear who the the Blackpool Combat Club member is. It's your favorite. Like you'll be so excited that he's back. He's back. It's Don Callis. <laughs> no, it's not Don Callis. No, it, just try to guess someone. That I think is someone that I won't say you shit on, but you aren't impressed by. And every time uh, Aaron and I talk about one of his matches being cool, you're like, I don't care. And it hasn't been around. That That's the entirety of AEW, to be fair. Um, I feel like you could guess this one. Maybe not. It's a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Pack. What? <laughs> What? Was he like the only guy that was available to work? <laughs> I mean, he is coming off of the feud with the elite, I guess. Okay. I just thought I couldn't wait for you to find out. <laughs> what? What even? What is any of this? Like, what are we doing? Now, to be fair, the elite broke his face. I'm right. reading. The, the but I don't remember that. Face. Well, you don't no. remember the fact that they fought for like ten straight weeks? Oh yeah. Well, I, the one thing I did say earlier though is I, I do feel like like all things like all sense removed, he does fit in with those guys, right? Like like he fits as a member of that or whatever. But is he a member or is okay, he but isn't it super- also isn't it also weird to like create the sense that he's like coming back for revenge, for blood and, and guts, and he but he's a conqueror for the heel team, like right? Yeah, that's true because he was. Not the heel in that situation, right? Correct. Although he was always kind of a heel. Well, I mean, his nickname is the bastard. Right. I I don't know, man. I whatever. Glenn, he's, he's they were back. both kind of the heels in that whole uh, seven yeah. match series. It was a imagine, weird thing. Imagine doing that as a surprise. Like imagine, like, and we're gonna reveal the fifth member of the team, <laughs> and, like, and it's Pack, and everybody's like. Is am I missing something? Like it's there. I just love how much I've called this one. God, <laughs> so irrelevant. Just, there's just, there's the word. <laughs> I, it, if you guys like the guy, God bless. God bless. I don't think he's awful. I just he's nothing. Sorry. Um. Wow, that's exactly what Brandon said. <laughs> <laughs> I can lie. Yay! Alright, can I go? Yeah, to, to give your plugs. Great. Oh, by, by the way, the NXT year over year was up 15%, which I think is pretty interesting. I just saw that come across. Alright, at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com for me. Sorry. I'll be here next week, but then I won't be here the week after that. So, that's what I got for you. Yeah, what kind and, of guy misses shows? Yeah, yeah. What a piece yeah. of I'll tell you who doesn't, the constant. That's right, the constant. The constant never lets you down. All right. Brandon, shows. All right, uh, we just announced four shows this week. We have Will Tracy on, it's not my wife, but uh, a rapper. (laughs) 
<laughs> playing on September 16th, Head Automatica um, with Foxy Shazam, which I th- think that's just like an awesome show altogether, uh, on September 30th, Tesseract on October 8th, and the greatest, uh, most uplifting band name, Dying Fetus, uh, Maryland's own, actually, um, playing on November 18th. All tickets for those shows will be on sale Friday at 10 a.m. And I'm pretty you get- sure I saw them at Creation Fest. <laughs> it's a Dying really Fetus specific- was at Creation Fest. That's a really specific joke. <laughs> like, that's a joke for like three people in the world, and they definitely don't listen to this show. I, I mean, I, I I get the joke. Yeah, I know you get it. Um. All tickets are at ramsheadlive.com. Uh, you know, follow us at ramsheadlive on Instagram and Twitter. Um, as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter and I am at Brandon Lewis Linton on threads, which I have not used at all yet, but I do have an account. I'm the AOster on Twitter. Come check out the Circa. Come sign up for Circa Million and Circa Survivor. And because I'm going Survive. last, Brandon can't do the sh- joke. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm on threads at Aoster Sports. So yeah, that's a thing as well. And yeah. So for Glenn and Brandon and the main event. Ben. Ben, 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 AJ Francis. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. Can I go now?